to our listeners, this episode contains talk of body dysmorphia and other eating disorders. And we just want to put this as a trigger warning to anyone who may feel that they can't listen to this right now. And we just want you to take care of yourself. And we love you so much. And we also have resources in our blog on our website that you can find. We love you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Sharing My Truth with Mel and Susie, the uncensored version, where we bear it all. We do. <laughs> Welcome, welcome back. I'm going to start a little song. Welcome back to Share My Truth Pod, Mel. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a little review because we love you and we hope you love us back. And don't forget to follow our Instagrams at Sharing My Truth Pod and our Facebook and our YouTube and our TikTok. And I'm here with my TikTok queen. Hi, babes. How you doing? Hello, darling. I am good. Good, good, good. <laughs> very, very good. I think we're do we're both doing pretty good. It's nice out. Having a laugh. It, having a laugh, that's right. It's it's definitely helps a bit of the old vitamin D, doesn't it? And do we feel like we are bikini bod ready? Definitely not. I hate that term so much, too. Oh. I know I just brought it up, but I'm just like, fuck you. I'm always bikini bod ready because I have a body and it fits into a bikini. I like that. Because all Excellent. it has to do is cover my little nipples. Excellent. You know? I absolutely love that. Yes. Cover your nipples. Well, in Europe, you don't have to cover your nipples. Oh, God, I love that so much. Go to Spain, go to Italy, go to France, don't Done. have to cover the nipples. We're going to so Barcelona, You're going to need the baby. bottoms, much cheaper. And then Perfect. they have the stringy things that go up the arse, so you need even less So you're pretty much just bringing down the floss? Exactly. Just cover the old vajayjay. Vajayjay. <laughs> little pussycat. <laughs> the little whatever it is in front. Well, Mel, I know you're doing some intermittent fasting, and I was asking you if you wanted a cup of tea, and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm having a cup of tea, because yeah. I'm done with that bullshit. I've done, I'm just done, done, done. With the, It's just utterly... Excuse my language, fucking annoying. Yeah. And I've had enough and I don't think it made any fucking difference. It does, some things make a difference. Obviously, you know, to try and eat less calories and all that bollocks. But Susie, I have tried every diet under the fucking sun during my life. And like most women have tortured themselves mm -hmm. from teenage years up until now. And on it goes. And it just seems to be this never ending torturous journey. Yeah the diet and the body and the like, I don't like that. And you look in the mirror. I used to, when I was younger and I still do it, when I look in the mirror, I squint. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you squint? I squint so I don't see the whole Shut up. reality. Oh yeah. Mel, you're a little milf. What are well, you talking about? thank you very about? much, but I do squint. Yeah, I don't. Or sometimes I go past mirrors and I know lots of women do this and I just kind of go, ooh, and don't look at it. Oh my God, I can't stop looking at the mirror. Well, I think that's brilliant and all power to you. I think it's amazing. I think it's just delusion because I think that's what we have to do now to keep our, you know, panties up. Panties and up. And your tits up. You know, chin up, tits up, panties up. Ready uh, to go. Uh, excellent. Okay. I think that's it. I think you can't 
you can't be too hard on yourself because I, when I look at Instagram, which I do mm. every day because mm. I'm a, you know, Insta whore and I go on there and I, you know, you you can't help but coming come off of it and feel like shit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's impossible to not look at these beautiful women that are 100% edited in every single way possible yeah. and just give us these tormenting beauty standards. Oh, 100%. 100%. And how that affects us mm-hmm. in our dating life mm-hmm. and in sex. Mm-hmm. And like someone like me, ugh, I'm 28, and um, so, old. so old. And, you know, even I, someone who I do love my body and I feel great in it, I do get sometimes self-conscious about mm-hmm. what I look like while I'm having sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's ridiculous because yeah. I'm fucking hot. You are. But you are too. And oh, like, thank you. And sex is just supposed to be two people enjoying each other's bodies. If the man is already having sex with you, he I don't of- think he fucking cares. I, I think about the jiggle wiggle the jiggle wiggle I, yeah I think women are unbearably hard it's yeah. horrible and I think if I think of when I was younger mm-hmm. and I, I personally my background I think a lot of my friends myself in particular my mum was always telling me I was fat oh, fuck, so it's that. kind of in your head like I remember my grandmother told me this is nothing to, my, my mother's mother told me when I was about 15 and I was tiny that I looked like a Christmas pudding. No, that, do you know what a Chris, an English Christmas pudding? And they're a they're a ball. That's a ball. Oh, yeah, do you I know don't, what a I don't know what it looks is. like? It's absolutely horrible. But anyway, that's irrelevant. But it's a round ball. It's something we eat at Christmas. And she said you look like a Christmas pudding. And she was just a, not a very nice person. But for the rest of my life, I honestly I can tell you, she said it to me when I was fifteen, and I'm fifty. It is in my psyche. It's in my head. Yeah. And I think that that women can be really fierce to other women and we've created this it must be you know because a lot of men don't give a flying fuck about you know we're all obsessed with our tummy and that we stand like this and we you know have the hand on the you know like when you're having a photograph taken which i've always hated yeah and i'm trying to get better at and you are i am getting i am and i'm I'm doing it as a I'm not joking, a sort of healing thing mm, because it, I find it very, very difficult. And I I just think women are so hard and then on, on themselves and on each other. And this whole diet thing and this whole thing about, you know, should you have the, the lights off with sex and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. It's basically because you hate your body and you hate it so much you don't want somebody else to see it. Yeah. And that's awful, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about older couples mm-hmm. and how they're a lot of them probably aren't having sex anymore yeah it's mostly because the woman is just feeling so bad about her body whether she looks good or bad she just doesn't want to share it with her partner because she doesn't like what she looks like which is crazy and she wears her clothes maybe they're wearing clothes while they're having sex like crazy shit like this yeah i mean i think i think that is a huge part of it i was actually reading an article about that the other day and where it said that part of why women don't want to have sex as they get older you know particularly in marriages you know where the sex decreases 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 and we keep talking about that in the media how everyone's having less sex well so sometimes it's more sex sometimes it's less sex but as as women are getting older that one of the reasons actually is not that they don't want to have sex they want to have sex but they're so loathing of their own bodies that they don't want they don't want to see it and they don't want anybody else to see it. And it's like a cycle. 
and it's horrible. And I think it's just society in general. We don't promote normal, I don't know what normal, I suppose that's not a very good word, but we don't promote, we seem to promote really, really, really skinny people. Or the other extreme. Mm -hmm. There are very few ads. There are some, but not many, that use women um, who are in the middle, yeah. which is, you know, what, 98% of women who are an, a, a healthy weight or a little above or a little below, you know, like, you know, not yeah. an extreme on either side. And I, do, I don't know what that is. I mean, clothes, any clothes you look at, they're all geared towards having this crazy, like very sloth-like body, you know, yeah. like tiny tops and all the rest of it. And then, and then you know, you get situations like I was telling you earlier. This drives me bananas when you get like somebody like Adele, who was a little bit bigger, right? And yeah. everyone trolled her for that. Yeah. And then she goes and loses all this weight. And I think a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, you look amazing!" Blah blah blah. And then people start trolling her, saying, "That's terrible. What you've done for women? You've lost all." You're like, "Hang on a second. You know, get your. You know, she she does look amazing. Yeah." And I think personally, she is actually a very good advertisement for somebody who's not on either end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. She's very sort of healthy looking. Yeah. Um. She's not skinny. She's not. She's not. She's not. Bigger. Like, very very. Yeah. You know. Um. Overweight or whatever. She's incredible. And you're like, she's got so much stick about it. And you're like, and from women. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're it's not. It's only from women. And you're like, much. hang on a second. You know, like that's not fair. That really isn't fair. But I think that, um, yeah, like women, we're so hard on ourselves and we have this culture of wearing all these clothes that are so difficult to wear. And then, we, like you said, we look at Instagram or we look at all these movies and then and where people are, are something that is impossible to aspire to because yeah. that's what they do 24-7. Well, yeah. And it's, I mean, I remember when I was you know, a kid watching TV and the commercials come on yeah. and, you know, there's there's yogurt commercials. Um about literally what like i said at the beginning of the pod it's like getting getting making sure that you're fitting into your little itty bitty bikini mm-hmm. by eating this yogurt mm-hmm. and like everything is about fitting into some kind of clothes and everything's about eating the right thing and eating the right diet product and taking the right diet product like right now everyone i don't know if you've heard i mean you're always on the talk and stuff but if you've heard about ozempic yes i have yeah so there's like a craze right now. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's mostly in LA and the US mm-hmm. because I don't even know if you can get it here. I haven't checked. Mm-hmm. But where this, it's a diabetes product mm-hmm. and people are taking it to lose weight when, and now there's a shortage of people who yeah. actually need it for diabetes. And uh, I, I don't even want to know what the, I have heard about this, yeah, and I don't even want to know what the effects are of you taking something yeah. like a Zempic and then what that does to you. I mean, I... Certainly when I was a teenager, the culture, I have, I had many of my friends who were bulimic. Bulimic seemed to be the thing. And a couple of friends who were anorexic. But yeah, I mean, it it follows you forever, you know, and instead of taking things like going to those kind of extremes, you don't know. It's like friends of mine who actually had um, very serious eating disorders and then had big problems conceiving children because so, so taking something like a zimp you're trying to get a fast like mm-hmm. result and not worrying about all the collateral consequences all the other things that could happen like i mean god what's that going to do to you down the line i mean if that's for somebody with diabetes I, I don't even know i mean that sounds horrendous it's so sad and it's 
it's like the pe- it's people who have eating disorders are more likely when they're older if it's like a prolonged eating disorder mm-hmm. them having so many other problems when they're old like mm-hmm. even like being just bedridden for yes. like in their earlier days yes, and there's sure. just there's so many problems connected directly to eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia like mm-hmm. and it's it's so sad because the only the only people who are doing this to us is ourselves 100% right and it's because of society's beauty standards mm-hmm. and all of these obviously all the commercials we watch and mm-hmm. uh, obviously social media and all these things mm-hmm. celebrities like we were talking about heroin chic was mm-hmm. in your era yeah, and i mean i remember that as well like in the 90s you know paris hilton and all these yeah, hotties are just sort of yeah and just like so 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 skinny mm-hmm. and i have never had a serious problem about my weight but i've never not thought about it mm-hmm. you yeah. know yeah. it's always in the back of your mind yeah I th- yeah, it's I and I think it's there's a huge amount of judgment about weight because I was saying to you, um, yeah, it was hugely it was a lot of pressure and all the clothes were kind of mm. those kind of clothes, um, you know, it kind of depended. I mean, I when I was a teenager, I lived in Italy, and it was very very different in Italy the the culture there and and people ate, you know, you 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 eat you you, you know, but still there's pressure to be skinny and to be well there's not pressure to be skinny there's pressure to be well presented Mm. and i wouldn't say it was a culture where they're like oh yeah it's okay to overeat but you eat yeah because when you go out you eat that's what you do you don't sit around italian food so delicious absolutely obviously absolutely and and you know i i when later on when I was in my 20s when I went to university I then went to live in Paris and in France that was the thing that you could never get your head around is how do all these women look so amazing yeah yeah they eat croissants and they eat all this stuff and it was the first time I really sort of learned that yeah they eat everything but they don't eat huge mounds of everything yeah and the culture in the uk is much more like the culture in the u.s and the culture here where you have these enormous portions yeah and these like just crappy food you yeah. know they eat really really good food they everyone eats bread everyone eats you know cheese everyone eats this stuff but they don't eat vast quantities of it yeah and, and it's a very healthy way of looking at food and when you eat a meal you eat vegetables and you eat carbohydrates and you, you just don't eat that much of any one thing and I know even today when I you know when I'm in Europe and you go to European countries like Spain or whatever they're just like what do you mean you don't eat bread? Like it's like what? No bread. I mean they do have gluten-free products and dairy-free products and stuff like that, but it's just much less obsessive because mm-hmm. they seem to have it right in the first place. But I think we we torture ourselves. We torture ourselves as women. We're never happy. I totally can honestly say that myself. Never ever mm-hmm. ever happy. Continuously critical, and it definitely impacts your relationships. Whether you are having kind of the hookup kind of thing, mm-hmm. or you're in a relationship, it affects it. It affects the way you feel about yourself, the image you're portraying, the kind of obsessive, obsessiveness about it, right? Yeah. If you're not secure. I mean, you, for example, I applaud you. I mean, you look amazing, but I applaud I you for being happy and secure in who you are. I don't think it's that common amongst well, women. Well, I think it takes a lot of work to yes, just I think it does. want to be happy with yourself and what you put out there because it's not it's not easy to just be yourself in this day and age in any day and age it's not easy at all to just like put yourself out there and want to just not be like anyone else 
and like actually believe in what you're saying and like who you want to yeah, be. And yeah. it's it's a really not easy thing to do. And like I remember, yeah, when I was when I was a kid, I would just I mean, I I was doing a lot of sports and I was doing dancing and I know a lot of my friends who are dancers or who were dancers mm-hmm. are just had a, you know, had a lot of a hard time eating and because mm-hmm. so much about your body and yeah, like ballet and things like that. So, and I wasn't swimming. So it was like, we had to eat, mm-hmm. but I remember eating at McDonald's every day, mm-hmm. but I would swim it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but like in... In America, in Canada, we have, you know, lean cuisines mm-hmm. and we have all these absolute garbage products yeah, that we're eating and putting yeah. into our bodies for because we think it's healthier, even it's, if it's just like, actually, you should just be eating natural foods to smaller amounts and but... just exercising a normal amount. Yeah. And you're actually going to be happier that way. 100%. And you're not going to hate your body as much because those products have chemicals in them to actually imbalance our brains mm-hmm. in a way that we're going to feel more depressed, we're going to get on more pills, we're going to eat more shit. 100%. Like, it's all fucking bullshit. Uh, 100%. I mean, that's interesting you should say that, and that's probably for another episode, like the like the the culture of under-eating and over-exercising. And, and that is a really North American, it's kind of become very kind of in the UK as well. But it's not a European thing. I, I mean, I remember, you know, when I lived in Europe and, you know, I've spent a lot of time, I've lived in a lot of different European countries. And, you know, th- this culture we have in North America, particularly of like you walk, walk around in your workout gear mm-hmm. for like the entire day. Yeah. And you're obsessed with working out. And Europeans are just don't get it. Like, didn't you go to the gym at like seven or eight? Like, why are you still wearing that stuff? Why? And you don't, you're not training for the Olympics, you know, so go and do 45 minutes, maybe three times a week. How about going for a walk and not getting in that car? Yeah. And that is a very European thing. Like a lot of my friends here in Canada, that they used to be now, but you know, I walk everywhere. We've had this conversation before. Sometimes yeah. I walk at the wrong times of day, but I walk everywhere and people think I'm mad. Yeah. But that is a European thing. Whereas North Americans get in a car to go anywhere. Well, everything is so, I, yeah, that's true. But everything is so much further here. It is, but I mean, in Toronto, you could walk. Oh, 100%. You know, I, I love walking. I walk to my hairdresser and it's sort of a 25-minute walk and they're also used to me. And I don't get there like a sweating mess. I just walk there. And I remember the first time I did it, they were just like, did you walk here? Where do you live? Blah, blah, blah. You walked? Yes, I use my two feet. People think it's weird. <laughs> yeah. 25 minutes is not a long time to be walking. Yeah. So there is a real miss, there is a, a real imbalance and i think society is not helping women at all present really healthy images we talk about positive body positive yeah um and i read in um in an article that i'll actually talk about some uh, it's from birdie.com so i said yeah I know. um and they're talking about also being body neutral so i think there's also this obsession of being like we said of the ends of the spectrum and not enough concentration on on the middle, what most women are. We're not presented with that image. I mean, we are in a few things, like in Dove, mm-hmm. Dove ads and stuff like that. I think they do a good job yeah. of showing all bodies, you know. And then there's the other thing, like if you're short or you're tall or like me, you have big boobs. I mean, it or, or if you like to eat or you have an appetite. Like some people generally I don't oh God, have I a big appetite. I fucking love to eat. I... I and I say this because I'm like, I want to be skinnier. I say this, like, I wish I did not want to eat so much. I love food. Yeah. So much. Yeah. I, I put it in my mouth. It's, it's, anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, 
and then and then you and then we have this culture of like you eat it and then you feel bad oh, about you it. You feel like shit about yourself. And then p- women are you know doing things like you know if they're bulimic or whatever. And I like I said to you in the beginning of the pod, I had a, a few friends who were bulimic, and you know their teeth would get really yellow oh, because God. they were puking so much. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, it's absolutely out. horrible. And yeah, and what does that do to you in relation to your? Um, your how you operate in relationships or or whatever and we did a poll on instagram and we were asking you know how people feel about how has it affected them and a lot of people said it it does affect their desire to have sex or their willingness to be in relationships they they are really conscious of it yeah and like you said if if a if somebody is with you then presumably they're with you they're not they're not worried about it. Yeah, well, it's so funny because, I mean, I'm sure men worry about it too. I can't speak to that because I'm not a man. But that we have normalized this thing called the dad bod. Have mm-hmm. you heard of it? So yes. like, t- not and not like dads, but like 20-year-old men yes. having like a dad bod and yes. still looking sexy. And like, yes. you know, there's all these celebrity men out there who are like a little bigger. No, they're not like you know, bigger, big, big. They're not overweight, but they just, yeah, exactly. They're just, they look like normal guys. And we've normalized this way of like, I fucking love a guy with a dad bod, like so sexy. And then for women, exactly. what do we get? Well, I'd love to know. I love a girl with a baby bod, you know? You know, I mean, I know there's like some men who like big bums or big whatever, but there is very little of that. Like like you say, the dad bod, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, my husband's lost in the pandemic, like during the pandemic, which sounds like so long ago. The only person to lose weight in the pandemic. He's the only person, (laughs) I think, in the entire world, yeah, who lost 65 pounds. That's amazing. That's crazy. So he was, you know, and, and then... he was getting bigger because you know everyone was sitting around drinking wine and eating too much and bored out of their tiny minds and then you know he he wasn't traveling and so and he used to travel a lot so then it's very difficult to eat well and then he lost all his weight which is amazing but in order to stay on top of it he he does have to like really think about it a lot but yeah you know he sort of has gone from a big guy to a to a a much slimmer guy but it is funny how the it's very different for men and women and the way we look at it yeah and it's not it's not or i think what it is is for men like he doesn't have a six-pack he's slim he doesn't have a six-pack or whatever because he's you know almost 50 but it seems like for men we have a much healthier kind of reality about it than we do for women and i and i don't know and i love and i do see a few things on tiktok and instagram about men saying they don't care about stuff so i'd love for some men to reach out and actually say you know we don't care we're you know maybe we care about certain things but in the realm of we don't care you think we care well that's so funny that you say that and it's like because obviously like plastic surgery is becoming a huge thing in the past mm-hmm. like 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. of like getting bigger asses getting mm-hmm. yeah. tits like liposuction yeah. like uh, fat buccal removal whatever yes. the fuck that was for a bit and yeah. I think it's still going like oh, yeah. your face fat or whatever yeah, yeah. and it's like we think that men want us to look like this yes but I have I'm, I talked to so many of my guy friends and whoever who are just like I fucking don't like the way that looks like you look like a fake person Mm -hmm. like you don't look like a real person and yeah yeah sure it looks better in pictures you got your lips done you don't have to use a filter anymore yes that's great yeah i'm not shaming anyone who has ever had plastic surgery i've done you know some things in my life yes but it's like 
we can't think we can't do these things because we want other people to like us or other people no. to feel better about uh, our bodies yeah. for them. You have to, but the, I think it's such a complicated line for women is that you, I mean, that's an interesting point, that like you do stuff for yourself, mm-hmm. but how much are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for your partner? Yes. I mean, I personally think I've done the things I do, I do it because I want to feel better about me. Yeah. Which in turn, if I feel better about me, will make me feel better in front or naked or whatever with my partner, if that yeah. makes sense. I'm not actually directly doing it for them, but I think there is a connection between the two. For sure. I'm doing it to look younger or look whatever, and therefore I feel will remain more appealing to him. I mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think women are doing that. You're. I think you... Uh, but I would absolutely say you do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. And what makes you feel whole and what makes you feel happy and secure. But I think there is a line that we are doing some crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about, and I'm not talking about Botox, and I'm not talking about boob jobs or whatever. I'm talking about stuff like, yeah, the bum the bomb implants. The butt thing is the most which, killed, whatever, you can die. It's the highest death oh rate. God. And people going to, get to your like fast places to, and it's actually, when you see it, it's quite terrifying. Like often you see these tiny girls quite, with these enormous, and the couple of times I've seen it, it's almost transfixed. You're transfixed by yeah. this asshole. And so obviously some, obviously some women want this and yeah. they want to look like this and that's why they're doing it. They want to do it for them and I, that's great. All power but to them. But 100%, I agree with you, Mel. It's fucking crazy. It looks really weird. It's crazy. Like it's just, and there's a lot of things where obviously like when you're getting your ass done, I'm pretty sure they like do your body too because they like have to move the fat other places. So they have to like, and that's why you always see a little bit of cellulite too. It's never smooth because you still fat in there and they can't take that fat away or then it looks really fucking weird. So you're just kind of moving the fat around. Well, I know people who've had, um, I think you can uh, like put on, like put on weight and then had that somehow injected into other parts of the body. You have to put on a lot of weight for that though. Right. Yeah. One of my friends said she put it on that much and I, when she was like, I was like, I don't really see much. I didn't say that. I said you look <laughs> That's fabulous. That's the worst, though. That's the worst like, when you don't you... see a difference. And also, she looked, it was really great. And she yeah. looks great. But it was like, you don't need to. You didn't need to fucking but do that. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, where is the line? Well, the line really is your own line, is what you want to do for yourself. Yeah. But, uh, and I would freely admit that about myself. How much am, am I doing it solely for exactly. myself? Exactly. I think nine times doing... out of a 10, it's not for you. Yeah. But I mean, that's the that's the connection is like if I need to do stuff to feel better about myself in front of particularly, you know, in, in, naked or in front of a partner, yeah. then you kind of are doing it for yourself. You're doing it for yourself. You self. kind of do I mean, you're doing it for yourself to make yourself more confident. But yeah. the but the behind that is society yes. makes you think that you need to be confident 100%. to do this. And that you have to do <laughs> Such, this. Like, yeah. I mean, it's I catch the, 22. The, the bum thing I find kind of amusing in the sense that when i was younger i have a, a booty yeah, you got a booty girl and when i was younger it was all about having 
no booty, yeah. having a tiny booty or more like a flat thing. And now it's like women are doing the reverse of what they were doing when I was young is making them bigger, not smaller, which kills me. Like, so my entire teenagehood was trying to reduce it. Now everyone's trying to increase it. It's but that's hilarious. the fucked up thing, right? It's like, totally It's just trends up. because in 20 years, we're all going to want no butts again. It's completely Or it's already happening up. right now. It's like, it's completely you crusty. cannot put your body, our bodies are not trends. No, they're not. You cannot make yourself look like something for for two years even and then go back. You're not Kylie Jenner. No. Like you have to just listen to your body. 100%. And even all these diets, which, you know, I think I've done the Atkins diet. I've obviously just done intermittent fasting. I've done the grapefruit diet. I've done the cabbage soup diet. What is the grapefruit? We basically only eat grapefruit. And this is years ago. And the cabbage soup, like you eat this horrible, it's just revolting and you smell disgusting. What the fuck? And you just eat this sort of have soupy, you, cabbage thing. Have you seen that Vogue diet from like the 1950s? What's in it's that? It's the, the wine and eggs diet and I've actually wanted to do it because it's I hilarious. do like eggs and I do like wine. <laughs> so it, it's literally like, it's like 9 a.m., first glass of wine, one egg. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and then it's like noon, lunch, one glass of white wine, preferably a dry Chablis. And then it's like an egg with a salad. And then it's like 6 p.m. Do your third or fourth glass of wine, preferably a dry white. Yeah. And then with another egg and some other kind of a protein. And I'm like, who in the fuck is following this? Uh, well, I mean, uh, women probably did. And you're wasted all yeah. day and I can yeah. get behind that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. But I knew I, when we were younger, we would like sort of in our 20s, we would not eat like massive, massively reduce our calories in food in yeah. the weekend so we could go out and get shit faced, <laughs> go partying. And you're like, it's not a good combo. Because no. you really need to be eating something. But a lot of girls do that. like, And I think they still do it. Cut down their calories and eating so they can amp them with their That's with their one drinking. way to get shit-faced, yeah. Yeah, but it's just there's more, more, so many calories in drink, right? So yeah. they just do that. So it's all crazy. But yeah, from and what other diets have I done? I've, yeah, what did I say? Atkins. Atkins, cabbage soup. Before when I ate cheese, I did Atkins. Um, that was awful. I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's basically you can't have carbs and you have to have like a lot of butter and cheese and what? bake it. Like it's fat. Something about oh. the fatty, whatever. And then I've done, I did do for a long time like not eating any really like white, you know, like carbs, like pasta, rice, mm -hmm. um, potatoes. But then the pandemic hit and I fell off that in glorious fashion because you cannot be at home in a pandemic and say, I'm not having a piece of bread or do I'm you, not having, it's just awful. Do you know how much baking I did? How much focaccia I made right, during right. the pandemic? Yeah. God, it was so, all I fucking, I just made margaritas and made focaccia. That sounds quite nice. It was really fun. That sounds pretty <laughs> great. But I mean, the, you know, going back to your original thing about Instagram, endlessly people going on about what you should eat or what you shouldn't eat or what you i mean it's just obsessive yeah it's totally obsessive it's completely depressing it really is isn't yes it? and then like you said 
you look at all these girls, and particularly on Instagram, because that is the home of all this stuff. And these women like, oh, this is a beautiful outfit, and they're like, it looks so great, you should try this outfit. And you're like, well, I can't try this outfit because I have huge boobs. I'm at least, at least five feet smaller than you <laughs> and about 75 feet wider than you. Yeah. That outfit n- will cover one nipple. And I also haven't, you know, had four hours of makeup. I don't have a personal chef. You know, and that's the thing is like it's so unrealistic. Yeah. And 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 especially you get used to get sort of in the when my kids were born the early two thousands, when you'd get these models sort of or TV personalities having babies and sort of coming out of the hospital and you're like, hang on, where's your and you'd think where's your stomach and looking amazing, and then you'd have your baby and you're like, hang on, why do I still look like shit? Why do I still look the same? And it's not helpful at all. It's completely unrealistic. And I know that has changed quite a lot. A lot of yeah. um, people in the public eye trying to show that no, you know, you have a baby even if you put on a little weight you will put on weight and when you've had a child you're it should be about you healing yeah. and looking after your baby not worrying about eating three grapes and a egg and a glass of well wine yeah i mean the, the diet, diet culture was. is all about gatekeeping yeah and like just having someone who fucking looks amazing on instagram but all of their photos are filtered yes. or you know they are posting their breakfast of an avocado and quinoa and yet they're eating bacon and they're not actually vegan and like they're not actually going on this hike they're just doing it for instagram so it's like Understand. it's like this isn't reality uh, no and it that's isn't okay. it isn't reality and the other thing i would say to that is i remember when i had my second child and i got a personal trainer it's the first time i had a personal trainer and she didn't have children and she's like so you should she didn't actually sound like this but you you know you should get up and you should have lemon a glass of lemon water and a rice cake with whatever it was and i'm like look lady i've been up all night with two babies my husband's traveling for work i'm absolutely tired there is no fucking way i'm getting up and having a glass of fucking hot water with a lemon in it no i need all the caffeine that god has on this earth to give me and I need to eat something. And a piece of a rice cake with half a tomato is not going to do it for me. No. I need to eat some food. Otherwise, I'm going to pass out. And, you know, and then and then there's all this thing also on Instagram of like, so, you know, I got up, I get up at seven, and I have my hot water and lemon. And then I match it. Yeah. And then I do a two-hour workout. And then I have a protein shake. And then blah, blah. And you're like... What about the, excuse me, I'm going to cough to death now. (coughs) The rest of the world that has to get up. Yes. With, without children, go to work, be at a job in an office. Yeah. By nine o'clock in the morning. so many snacks also. Right. Works until five, six, seven, eight, whatever the time is. Then rushes home like a mad person, makes some food. Where, explain to me in that day where you have time to go and do any kind of exercise at all. It's actually almost impossible. Unless, you know, you see all these people jogging, jogging to work. That's and then exhausting. I always want to know about those people. Where are they showering? There must there are showers in office buildings now. Yes, but I've met an awful lot of people who are not oh, showering. Oh, that's fucking bad. So please, if you're doing that, please consider the people around you. Please shower. I had after a boss who used to do that. He used to cycle to work. Oh my god. And then he didn't shower. It was revolting. It was absolutely disgusting. But anyway, so that's another whole discussion. But it's true, isn't it? Like, this is the reality. What can you actually do? And so we need to just be a little bit kinder to ourselves. And, um, yeah. Oh, 
we're talking about some facts. I want to hear your facts. You want to hear my facts. Your facts for dating and sexiness and body positivity and what you're saying is neutrality, which I don't even know what that means. Well, se- first thing, this is a fact from Mel, is sexiness comes from within. That's you got to believe you're sexy. Delusion. And then you are sexy. Yes. you got to believe it. And that, and that it comes from within. I truly believe that. I love I'm that. not saying I necessarily believe that about myself. Oh, but, but the, most, the more you say it, the more you believe it. You never know. Um, so what was I saying here? So uh, um, body neutrality is a helpful space to exist in. What is body neutrality? That's something we need to understand. Well, okay, so body neutrality is the aim to exist within your body without judgment or holding strong opinions about how you look. So literally just not thinking about your body at all, I guess. That's impressive. How I, the I'm fuck not, do you I, do that? I, I, I think that's hard, but that that's impressive. I'm not sure that's even possible. I feel possible. like that, that gives you kind of like a, I don't know if that's a good thing, to be honest. Well, don't you want to feel your body and how it is? Yeah, I'm not sure. What are they saying there? Because you also want to feel about yourself how whatever your weight is and we're in this weight obsessed world that you're healthy you want to feel i'm doing the right things for me to feel healthy and good for me irrespective of whether anybody else thinks i i look great do you know what i mean um i guess okay so wait here's an example of body neutrality so saying to yourself i accept my body as it is my body helps me in many ways yeah, and to love every kind so of facet yeah, of yourself. So it's yourself. not about how it looks. It's just about I walk with my two feet and my hair grows. Yeah, I think I'm not, I'm not sure I can get behind that. I know, me too. I'd rather be like, I fucking love my hot tits and my tight little puss. Fucking love your hot tits. You know, I'd rather those affirmations instead of, yeah, yeah I, my two feet walk and my hands right. Yeah, and that's... Do you know what I mean? That's not like, very That's sexy, a fact, but... Um, I think you also want to focus on the bits of your body that you like, rather than, which we all do as humans, focus on the bits we don't like. That's true. Like, think about the bits that you you you, you love about yourself. Um, so something I was going to tell you, that here's a fact for you, Susie. Yeah. So this is from Birdie. I hope I've got that pronunciation right. So the research has shown that around 50% of 13-year-old American girls reported being unhappy with their bodies, which grows to nearly 80% by the time girls reach 17. I think that's more like 99%. Can you do that a little slower? Oh, oh, was that very fast? It was very fast. All right. Um, So research has shown, and this is according to an article in birdie.com, that around 50% of 13-year-old American girls... 15 or 50? 50, 50, 5-0. Oh, wow, 5-0. I think that's actually quite low. Okay. But a, a report being unhappy with their bodies. Mm-hmm. And by the time they're 17, that goes to 80%. Well, that's that's more accurate. I feel like 13-year-olds don't know what to do with their bodies. I don't think they're unhappy with it. I think they're just uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I've got two teenage girls and I'd say it starts really young. Well, maybe now it starts even more young. It what was this young. thing? Does it say? This is an article from um, 20, recently. Oh, yeah. From... Um, 2023. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I remember enjoying myself. But you know what's crazy is that I did have – I remember being in junior high. Like, that's when you're 13 and we had junior high where I'm from. Um, but you – a lot of a lot of girls I knew at my age would cut themselves. 
Oh, yeah, that's still a thing. It's crazy. That's still a thing. And it's so sad. Yeah. And a lot of it is because, like you're saying, like body issues and they don't have like how it looks and there's a lot of other things going on. But yeah, I mean, cutting is a whole, that's a whole podcast in itself. I mean, I think it's very, my experience, and we talk, if we talk about young girls where diet culture starts is um like for example if you are very well developed and you start your periods young then you're kind of more mature and you look different to the other girls and your periods tend to um around that time when you first start you gain a bit of weight your boobs grow blah 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 and if you're sort of 13 12 and your other friends haven't haven't started they're more sort of their bodies are a more let's say less curvy mm-hmm. they they they're more younger looking so they haven't gained any weight and they'll look at you thinking oh you look weird you look at the, this whole comparison thing going on and it's really horrible and it happens to a lot of girls and i, I certainly i was in that category like i was very young so you it it's 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 not helpful we start young i remember when my uh second daughter was about 4 in so she was in junior kindergarten and she was a cute little she was a cute little thing and she this she came home one day and she's very like self-assured so she's like whatever but even then this little girl said to her you've got do you know that you've got fat arms and it was just like yeah this and she four, other four-year-old said yeah that? said to my daughter you have fat arms and she had a you know a four-year-old's arms i mean not that that's relevant but the problem is what that obviously had come from somewhere else that that's not her thinking that that comes from somebody said that to her or the home or whatever it was but it's insidious it starts you know going into so you're already making judgments mm-hmm. that at four i mean you should look like this and not like this which is completely terrifying yeah rather and again it happens when you're 13 rather than as a society saying everyone's different some people around the age, some girls around the age of 13, they're having their periods. So they might be a little more curvy and other girls might not be so curvy. But we get into this whole, um, no, that's not right. Or you're this or you're that or you're fat or you're this. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. It's absolutely horrible. But I mean, it starts young is what I'm, it's a very roundabout, long-winded way of me saying that. 100%. It starts young. And we don't even, like, we don't even think about how like when it starts i feel like it just it comes in so naturally into what we're doing and who we're talking to and a lot of our family members i think start it for us oh my gosh because it comes from their insecurities oh my gosh i mean i've had so many experiences of this and it's it comes from their insecurities and i think it used to be okay to say things it depends on your culture as well some cultures are more like you know brutal in that way and will say you know um comments about the way you look um i know a lot of my friends like brits that's very common um and yeah it's it's harsh it's horrible and then it sets this thing in your motion in your head and the way you see yourself yeah and if you see yourself in a certain way then of course then you're going to think how do the other people see me including romantic or whatever kind of uh you know sexual relationships you're going to think about how is that person viewing me it's in your head um and it's not it's not healthy at all so that that you're separating how you look from the act of sex, which is what I was saying earlier about old women as they get older, that perhaps they they actually want to have sex. They're just terrified about being judged. Yeah. 
And like, don't look at me, I look awful. Well, why do you think you look awful? Well, because we've told them we look, they look awful because society's doing that, isn't it? Yeah. This is an article by in a, in a, on a site called Very Well Fit. And it just, the start, the first sentence, I think says it all. Diet culture is the pervasive belief that appearance and body shape are more important than physical, psychological, and general well-being. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of think says it all. 100%. So we're so wrapped up in it. We, it becomes this huge obsession which goes into all areas of our life. It's impossible to escape because people are continually judging you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's it. I mean, I, I definitely. And all we can just do is just do our best and try to love what we are presenting to the world and to ourselves. A hundred percent. And I would say to most women out there who are not feeling that fabulous about themselves, most women in their life, whatever their shape or size, whatever they've been predominant in their life, their weight will go up and down more sharply in some women than others. And you know what? It isn't against the law. You're doing your best. Yeah. And sometimes there are other external factors, whether, you know, you've had kids or you're stressed or the menopause or yeah. whatever it is. And you're doing your best to be healthy and happy and fit. And that is not an easy task. No. And I want to end this episode with just saying that if you do feel um, like you know someone or you have a problem with uh, how you're feeling and maybe you need some help, we will put some links in our blogs of some support that you can get in contact with. And we just love you so much and we hope you you feel good about it because you should feel good about your bodies. Yeah, stop being so hard on yourself. This is the one body you get. That's right. Let's have a little fun. That's right. Do a little dance, make a little love. That's very good. That's a good, that's very good. That's a good way to end, Susie, I love it. Well, thanks, darling. It's been lovely it's with you. It's been lovely. And thanks, for everyone, for listening. And you look gorgeous, I must say, with your tits. I love him. Thank you, Susan. Love you guys. <gasps> Talk you soon. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast and follow us on social at Sharing My Truth Pod. And leave us a voicemail on our website, sharingmytruth.com, to share your stories and experiences with us. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.